don't want the world to see me because I don't think they melancholy, understand. Melancholy episode. When everything's made to be broken, I just want you to know who I am. And I'm a little melancholy after reading the PWI <laughs> 500 list. I'm still going on several episodes later about it. But you're about to rip your shirt off, too. I'm about to. I'm going to. I'm gonna unzip real slow right here, no. just like that. No, just this, like it's that. a kid show. Make it, yeah, this is a kid make show. It, make it no. nice and slow like that. Uh, welcome to WrestleMania World Takes, everybody. It's CB alongside the one and only AD. We're back at it again, Cap Rooney. We're back in the saddle again. We've got a very special episode that I yes. can't stop talking about. Is no. the PWI 500? You have to bring it up. All you've been texting me about. I know you brought, <laughs> you brought it up one episode, and it's all I keep going on and on about. Uh, that we've decided to make an entire episode correcting the PWI 500. Well, not the whole thing. That would, that would be a super long episode if we did the whole thing. 500? Yeah, that would be... I mean, at least that and another 250 for the ladies. 750 wrestlers yep. to rank. That would take me, you know, at least yeah. 78 hours. Yeah. Like, you know... It would be like a five-hour episode. A five-hour episode, yeah. Yeah. I'd probably even lose interest. Like, I'd be like, all right, we're on number six hundred and sixty-seven. Uh, like, yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> ah, the camera guy, he looked all right. He yep. sort of like took a good bump. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, everybody. It's good to see everyone again. Um, so this episode here, we're going to do Cabernet. Run me through again. We're going to do the top ten mm-hmm. for each of the of our version we're gonna yep. look at the top 10 of the pwi 500 for the yep. ladies what they had and then we're gonna look at what we would do and then we're gonna give our suggestions of how we kind of make that correction which mm-hmm. uh, i think is a big deal because there's a lot of just just nonsense in some of those rankings like yeah who put this together and what kind of criteria do, did do you remember they, what the criteria is uh i know win loss record draw ratings i think the one i think the win loss record bullshit because it's, it's, it's pre-planned a, it's pre-planned but it doesn't take away from their their aura their their star power their yeah. like effectiveness on television like oh, john cena hasn't won a match since 2018 yeah but do you think john cena is still valuable on oh, tv 100 percent mm-hmm. still be in a main event role people will tune in draws ratings there's value uh, yeah i think people to put too much in the win-loss record they act like it's like you know the mixed martial arts or something like that and it's not. <laughs> yeah, or the NFL, where like, oh, you're out of the playoffs because you had too many losses. It's just like, no, nah, I don't think it works like that. And this is a little, little different. Um, so, Capriani, let's get uh, without further ado, uh, right. let's get started. We'll look at the PWI. So we're starting with the women on ours. Start with the ladies. Yes. Okay. Hello, so if you look up ladies. here, this is what the uh, my women's list the was that they provided. Um, so they had a number one Rhea Ripley, number two Julia. Um, from stardom. Number three, Bianca Belair. Number four, Jamie Hayter. Number five, Tom Nakano. Uh, number six, Athena. Number seven, Deanna Perrazzo. Number eight, Willow Nightingale. Number nine, Camille. And number 10, Jordan Grace. Um, I think between, we were kind of talking about this, between the men and women's list, I think they did a better job with this list versus the men's list, I would say. I think, was, I think it was fair. Although, I mean, Julie at number two, like, I don't know much about her. I, you know, I, I peek at Japanese wrestling, but not like, I don't follow it. Like, yeah, she's the best, she's the best international wrestler right now. And it's, it's a bummer because you, Mercedes Bonet would definitely be on this top, like top five list. If she these. wasn't hurt. But yeah. you, know, you get hurt, you lose all your momentum. That's part of wrestling. It's, yeah. You're only as hot as your, your yeah, that last angle. That's what definitely knocked her off the list. Like if she had been healthy, she would be definitely in the top 10, I think. No, hundred percent. Maybe top three. If yeah. not number two. Uh, because I mean, she started like her initial run uh, in Japan, was just like mm-hmm. white hot. Yeah. But even like looking up here too, you had like Jamie Hayter, for example, who got hurt. Um, she was on a heck of a run, got her, I think, you know, I think they were a little generous with her ranking personally, um, considering she got hurt. I'm a fan. I'm, a, I'm absolutely a fan, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, you got to knock her for being out for a while. She's been out for. Yes. Yes. Um, there's just some missing names on this list. Yep. I mean, my initial reactions when I saw this. Athena's had a hell of a year, really. Kind of, I would say, maybe the bright spot of Ring of Honor as a mm-hmm. brand in yep. 2023. Uh, the consistent kind of face of the brand. I mean, you have 
Claudia, who is an AEW guy, yep. and now Eddie, an AEW guy. Yeah, you've got uh, MJF, the tags. Like, it just there's no like real Ring of Honor face of the brand right now. I would, yeah. Actually, I would say, there is, and I would say it's Athena. Actually, no, I would agree with that yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, and then you know, some interesting things too. When I was like looking at the list, like you know, you have your head scratchers all in there. Like for example, they had like Becky Lynch all the way down in the 30s. Yeah, like they had Bailey like forty one, like so. People, top people like that. I'm like, why are they thinking putting them so low over these? And then look at the people they put ahead of them, and it's just some head scratching stuff. Because they put the win loss record, but like you know, what they don't realize is those veterans are trying to build new stars. Mm -hmm. and, and once in a while, you have to play the supportive role. Yep. Doesn't mean you're like taking a backseat. It means you're just trying to elevate some new stars. Well, because you're, like, you're going to get bored too if you always see them in the top role. Like yeah. you're just getting shoved down your throat. You're going to get bored of them. Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. I mean, like, and Becky Lynch won a title recently. Mm -hmm. She was the yeah. NXT Women's Champion up until yeah. like a week ago. Well, I think we talked about that supportive role too. I think someone like Bailey's done a great job doing that this year, where you know she was trying to elevate the two other people she's been with, and now one of them is the Women's Champion right now. Hundred percent. I mean, because. Seven years ago, she had her big moment in yep. the sun. A lot of these ladies And did. she probably will still have more moments, but, you know, she's using this time to elevate yeah. the other people. It's sort of like, I mean, we'll talk about with men. Like, Kenny's kind of taken a supportive, kind of supporting cast member role this past mm -hmm. year. He was at the Trios run for a little yep. bit, mm -hmm. and he's been helping others. He's not in the main event every week. Nope. He's not even on television every week. Nope. Yeah, um, it's a big change. You know, the... Yeah, he, this week he's got the big matchup with MJF, but uh, collision. But other than that, like he he's been in that supporting caster, which is you're supposed to do that. Like you, you pave the way for others. It's yep. kind of like doing doing the you know you're giving back to the the business for sure. For mm -hmm. sure, it can't be selfish all the time. Yes, yes, you gotta so, be a company man. Yes, or woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so right, how do you want to start here? I think we're just getting to show what our list looks like comparing them. So this is our list up here on the right. Um, so if you notice, you know, we kept the same number one. We'll start from the top and kind of work down. Yes. Um, yes. So number one, we kept Rhea Ripley, which, you know, I 1,000% agreed that she is number one this year. Without a shadow of a doubt. Um, you know, just the change in her character that she's gone with in this Judgment Day thing she has going on has been fantastic. And they've turned her in this, you know dominant female heel um and they've just nailed it with her i think and she's 100%. just done a great job she is she's she's the leader of the number two faction in the entire yeah. organization she's mm -hmm. she's people tune in to watch her she has the charisma she's got the skill set she is really elevating that women's world championship to another level so yes 100 yeah. percent rio ripley is having hell of a year and well deserving of the number one spot yeah she hasn't had you know i think as many matches as since she's been champion but still like you see her on tv every week yes and even sometimes on both shows too yes like you know she's just or everywhere she shows up she's once been, in a while in nxt yeah, too she's been a, yeah, exactly if she's been a workhorse like whether it's she's now doing in-ring work outside of ring work she's always there so i think she's definitely well-deserving of number one. 100%. Yes. Uh, so number two, this is where we had our swap first uh, swap happen. Yeah. Uh, so we bumped up Bianca Belair to number two, um, you know, mainly because, you know, for most of this year, I know she took a little hiatus recently, but returned now. Um, she was kind of that workhorse woman for WWE, you know, carrying their title for a long time. You know, she was always putting on these great pay-per-view matches. Like, you knew... Like, when she had a match, it wasn't going to suck. Yeah. Because, um, you know, with how athletic and talented she was. Um, so I think that's why she deserved to go up one spot in my mind, personally. No, I agree. And it, there's there's value in being on television. There's a mm -hmm. value in being exposed. I mean, if you put on the greatest matches on earth, nobody is around to see it or knows about it or nobody's mm -hmm. talking about it. Cause yep. Wrestling's very momentum-based, buzz-based, and if you don't have any buzz around it, like, why, you know, that's, yeah. I don't think it's worth it. Yeah. So, yes, love Bianca in that spot. Uh, Well-deserving. She's been carrying the ladies' division for, you know, well over the last two, three years. Yep. And um, definitely one of the all-time greats in the making, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've done, they've done a good job with her. I mean, I've, I, there was getting to be a point where, you know, I was starting to be like, all right, you know enough's enough with her because they kind of just kept her in that let me talk about that leading role mm -hmm. um for too long and i'm curious to see what they do with her now in her return 
coming back? Is she going to go back right into that leading role, or is she going to kind of fall into that uh, supporting role now? There we will, we will see for sure. Um, so on the number three, uh, we had the person you know you don't aren't crazy familiar with. Yeah, uh, Julia from Stardom. Mm-hmm. Um, so with her too, um, it's kind of been a mystery as well because. They're trying, people are trying to figure out, is she a free agent right now? Is she not a free agent? Um, because there's been talks, you know, if she is, you know, what, where is she going to go? Because she's extremely talented in the ring. She's the best overseas wrestler right now. Um, you know, if you've ever seen her matches, she's like spectacular in the ring. Um, you know, one of the big, uh, matches they were going to try to set up before was, before the injury happened was her versus Mercedes Monet. Um, for the New Japan Strong title that was going to be made for Mercedes, but obviously her injury happened. Did they any update on what's going on with that? Is that like that serious? How serious was it? It was an ankle or foot. Yeah, it was an ankle, like broken ankle. So she, I know she's out of the boot now, and because she, she was at the still in the boot at All In, and that was August. So she's yes. out of the boot now. So I think she's probably just in. I would think the strength uh, building phase of it right now. So it could be you know maybe any time now or another month or two you know because you know she was in a boot for a while cast i mean at least sign and you start building a program you build up to a big pay-per-view match you don't have to yeah wrestle day one yeah so um hopefully she gets back in the mix again soon yeah i I think so um all right so going on to number four we have another change here so number four, uh, this is someone who wasn't on PWI's top ten list at all. Makes no sense. Um, but we felt absolutely they should be on the list, and even they should be inside the top five. So we put Trinity, mm-hmm. uh, formerly known as Naomi, uh, from Impact Wrestling, uh, at number four. You know, they kind of once as soon as she got to Impact, they kind of just like strapped the jetpack onto her back and just shot her all the way to the top, um, and then kind of been you know riding her coattails since then um and she's done a great job as champion she's been on great matches um she's definitely not disappointed since being there i would say no 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 they put the spotlight right on her they make her feel like a big deal like a main event she's like a top like despite the division yeah women's men's she is like a top star yeah in and she was always very, wrestling the soon to be tna wrestling yeah. once again she was always very good in the ring too like that when sure. she was in wwe that was n- never her problem i think the issue which you can kind of still see with her is her um mic work piece of it mm-hmm. i think that's where her, her lacking has kind of been but you know, as far as in-ring um, and what she's done for the company, like, she definitely deserves to be in the top five. I agree, 100%. Yeah, you know, she's got the natural charisma. She's got the athletic ability. She's got all the tools to be yeah. a big star, and she is. Uh, and I'm excited. As as I feel like Impact, or TNA as it will be, is starting to get a little more of, like, the talk of the internet land a little bit. Yep. Um, I think that it'll be good for her to get that exposure and kind of be um, yeah. in the mix. Right now, no, for sure. So, all right. Uh, do you want, do you want to start taking us through the rest? Uh, we you know, sure can. I did the first top half. You want to do the bottom half? Take I, us through. I love the bottom half. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, our next number. Uh, we're at number five. Sorry, right now. We were five. Yeah. All right. We just. Uh, it's our top ten. Yeah, so I'm looking at backwards of the camera. So I'm a little. We're on this half over here. Over here. Over here. Uh, our number five. We have. I would say we talked about this off camera a little bit. Since Tony Khan purchased ring of honor in march of 2022 Mm -hmm. um it's you know let's just call it what it is it's been like kind of it's been there and they had the briscoe brothers and then unfortunately tragedy struck and they don't have that right now and i I feel like since then ring of honor has been without like a face of the brand yeah and they've done a good job with having Claudio and some other guys be mm-hmm. on these shows and put on great shows, but they even had a, a face of the brand. Yep. And I would say Athena has taken that role of being the face of the Ring of Honor brand. I would say so, because she's the one person that hasn't, like, flip-flopped between, like, Dynamite, Collision, and then going back there. She's really pretty much primarily just been on Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, I know she's talked about saying she wants to be more on AW more, um, which... I would be completely fine with this well because she's extremely talented women's wrestler. You know, I would even like to see her, you know, eventually transition away from the 
Ring of Honor Women's title and come back up to AEW um, and see her in in that aspect. Because I think, you know, she's kind of at that point. She's done all she can with that Ring of Honor title. She's held it for so long now, too. Yeah. Um, So I think it's time to move on with that. Um, But, you know, super talented in the ring, you know. And like I said, she's been carrying Ring of Honor, like you've said, um, as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I I mean. I hope ultimately... And they figure out what the they want to do with the Ring of Honor brand. I know they're they're going to experiment with something I'm excited about that they're going to final battle way on the um, stream the Ring of Honor Honor Club streaming service. Yeah, uh, which is a different change of doing a traditional pay per view model. So I'm happy to watch. Maybe, I, for I 10 think bucks. they're going to try and try out that uh, that WWE model. Maybe I think that's and see if that'll yeah. help. Yeah. I guess they're going to see how many subscription numbers it moves. I'm going to guess their subscriptions are low right now. Yes, it's yeah. It's probably just a little, but that I mean that will naturally, people, yeah. People for ten bucks will, yeah, subscribe to get the yeah, you know, the pay per view. It was just for what month. Um, so I mean, I hope they ultimately once they figure out what the model is and they figure out what it's going to be, like make that like put put the guys they want to actually develop down there yeah. and make it a true a true like you know developmental system at this point. Yeah. Like I think the problem with it too is since it's only exclusively on a streaming thing you have to pay for i think that's what's been hurting its viewership as well yeah i think so and they're kind of like uh their hands are kind of tied with warner brothers discovery where warner brothers discovery doesn't want ring of honor they don't nope they don't and that's why they went to collision instead but they want all of aew Mm-hmm. But they don't want AEW to put their content anywhere else but Warner platforms. But yep. they don't want Ring of Honor, so it's sort of like, well, we're yep. uh, we're kind of fucked with this Stuck other property. With his dick in his hand. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, but they pay the bills for the entire company, Warner Brothers Discovery. So it's we kind of have they kind of have to do what they they want. So we're stuck with Ring of Honor being on the streaming service no. for right now. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. It's fine. Um, Hey, if I, I I like this model. Hopefully, it helps uh, you know move things a little bit. I would say if it works well, do pay per view all the time, like on the streaming service to get yeah. keep up regular subscriptions. That's like, wrong with that at all. You just film them after Collision or something like that. You already got the building and the ring set up and everything. It's yeah, just yeah. Um, so we'll see. Next up, uh, we've got Diana Perazzo and Impact Wrestling, soon to be TNA Wrestling. Cabrini, your thoughts here. Uh, so kind of, you know, before Trinity kind of came in, I would consider her the one that was carrying the women's division there. Um, you know, she's someone who did, you know, a great job. You know, she kind of had her fizzle out where she didn't really make it in NXT at all. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of went on her own path um, and, you know, really made a name for herself in Impact Wrestling. Now going to TNA, like we said, um, where she held the women's title for a lot. She had a great feud with Jordan Grace going on, um, had a great title reign. Um, so, you know, definitely deserving to be in the top 10 for sure. Cause you know, like I said, she's, you know, besides Trinity kind of been the workhorse of that, uh, women's division, I would say. There's so many great female wrestlers today. It's, mm-hmm. it's insane. Like I remember like 20 years ago, there was like Trish Stratus and that was it. <laughs> and brawl and panty matches. That was it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not mad at that yeah. for different reasons, but it's so cool to see the evolution of what that whole division's become. I would say then. just as what women's wrestling is, the whole night, just speaking of division, like just as a whole women's wrestling. Like, it's a night and day. It's great. It's great for that. It it's went from great. like a sideshow gimmick to like actually being taken seriously. It is. And some of the best athleticism you're going to see is, is in the ladies' division. So uh, I'm all about it. Uh, the next up on the list, we have EO Sky. Yes, so Io Sky, you know, we, we kind of talked about her a little bit earlier because um, she's been paired up with Bailey. Um, but, she, you know, when she was in NXT, you know, was a good champion down there. Um, and then kind of when she was on the main roster, was kind of playing sidekick to Bailey um, for a while. And I think they made an absolute great call um, when they gave Io Sky money in the bank um, and had her win the title um, because she's. Super talented in the ring. You know, the only issue, obviously, is the language barrier. Um, but as far as in-ring work, great. And I think, you know, putting her with Bailey really helps. Because Bailey has kind of been like the mouthpiece for her as the champion. But not kind of making it obvious it's that way. 
um, where it's kind of like Bailey just says stuff and like puts Io in these bad situations, like accepting like triple threat matches for her, for, and Io's like not about it at all. Um, but you know, Io's done a great job uh, as champion so far. I think she's had a good reign, good matches. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Um. So that's why we put her in the top ten. Whereas on their list, she was, I believe, I want to say in the seventeen. No, she was in the top twenty. I know for sure. So, so we we did Bullshit bump her up. Rankings. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yes. Hundred um, percent. Next up, we've got Jamie Hader at All Elite. Yeah. Wrestling. So I think we can both agree if it wasn't for um, <clears throat> Jamie Hader's. She would be higher on this list. Oh, for sure. At she, a hell of an end of 2022 with, into this year. Yeah, yeah, with the trajectory she was on, um, four was, I think, like, worth to have her on her list is the floor of what she would have been rated. Yes. Like, yep. she, she could have been three, she could have been two. I don't think she could have been one, um, but she could have been two or three. She'd um, be in the uh, penthouse with a couple yeah. of those other yeah. top stars. So. Before the injury, I think she would have been up there because, you know, she kind of just took off since she won the title last year. I believe it was what, full gear. Correct? Mm, she, won, yes. she won the title. We were there. We were there. Yes. Um, she kind of just took off from there. Yeah, and the crowd was really behind her. Great matches. You know, she great charisma. Um, and, you know, she was kind of making a name for herself because before we, we talked about like how you know Io was relying on Bailey. Jamie Hayer was kind of rel- in that situation where she was relying on uh, Britt Baker, kind of, and now was finally able to step out of the shell. And then Britt Baker, they kind of switched roles where it was you know Jamie was Britt's sidekick. Now it kind of they had flipped it where Britt was Jamie's sidekick. Yes. So they kind of kept it still a dynamic, but just flipped the roles. Um, so it was something fresh. Um, it's just a shame she got hurt and kind of derailed everything great she was doing. Uh, injuries just really yep. suck the life out of people. Yeah. So, uh, it's a shame. But hopefully she dusts it off and gets healed up and back and, uh, you know, gets can climb ladder in 2024. Yes. Because um, I'd like to see her, you know, I'm sure it was devastating for her to miss that Wembley show. Oh, I'm sure. Hey, yeah, that's the show anybody wants to be on. But especially <clears throat> when you're from there, too, like. Yeah, I'm sure Pac was uh, upset as well. So yeah. it's, um, but the good news is they're coming back in they August are. of 2024. They sure. are. Um, next up, we've got Kyrie. Kyrie. Yep. So Kyrie had a great year. Um, you know, she was the inaugural New Japan Women's World Champion. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, you know, her kind of role this year was kind of to be the spark plug, I guess you would say, of women's wrestling in the New Japan realm um, because they never had a women's title. So they kind of, you know, used her as like that recognizable name um, and an established person in that Japanese wrestling culture to kind of like, you know, start it up. Um, and I think it was a good choice going with her. Um, but now, you know, she's, what rumors are, she's leaving and coming back to the United States to go back to WWE. But, you know... As far as her wrestling year, you know, she was she was spectacular. Um, you know, for yeah. what what she was able to do, obviously, you know, there you kind of see them a little less um, based on the schedules they have. But this with the schedule she did, she was great. Love it. And last but not least, we've got Jordan Grace. No, I'll let you take the floor on this I'll one. Love Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace has star potential. Um, great in ring performer. And got the look. She's got a unique look. I mean, a lot of wrestling is just like having the the aesthetics and being having a presence. And I think she has that. And you know, I think she she's the sky's the limit for her. She you know, if they put the right creative behind her, uh, I think uh, she right up there in the top five. Give it another I think year. Top five. Wow. I think so. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not big on her character. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. It's just like to look at you. It's fun. (laughs) Straightforward comment. Yes, yes, yes. No. Um, You know, I I just, you know, you just get a feeling about it. And I think she's got the, she's got all the tools to be something, uh, you know, special. So uh, we'll see what uh, the 2024 in TNA wrestling brings for her. Now, if you're looking up here, I guess as we wrap the woman up, um, is there someone, let's say... You could see not on this list, 
that could make it all the way to number one next year, who's not currently in the top ten. Miss Tony Storm. I can agree with that one. Tony Storm. Based on what she's doing now, yeah. Timeless Tony Storm. She's doing some. But remember, you're gonna start from 2024, so you gotta, you know, erase everything that's happening now, pretty much, and start January, where she is from January to. It's hard to keep momentum for a year. Yeah. yeah. Remember how hot the acclaimed were a year ago? They're still pretty, They're pretty hot, hot, but like, not, yeah, you know, not there's only so much is yeah. like, only so much the gimmick keeps yeah. that scorching hot buzz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I think I agree with you. I think she'd be the one. Well, then also too, the other one I would say would be Mercedes as well. Mercedes, maybe Soraya gets in there too a little bit. I don't think the number one, not number one. Yeah, I say I'm saying, one, but gets those, in I'm there. saying those two are the only two I think can make it to number one that are on this list currently. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's I agree. All right, are you ready to head into the uh, the men's list now? Let's go to the men's locker room and see what's going uh, on. Right, let's see what's going on here. So up here we have our men's list from the PWI up here. So this is their list they came up with. Um, so their list going through real quick. Is they have Seth Rollins, uh, number one, number two, Roman Reigns, number three, John Moxley. So, you know, they just went straight shield at the top. Uh, they had Gunther, number four, um, Pequeno, uh, number five, MJF, number six, uh, Kazuchika Okada, seven, Orange Cassidy, eight, Josh Alexander, nine, and Cody Rhodes, ten. It's a bullshit yeah. list. I, I think we shuffled this one a lot more than the one the we kind of got The ladies, they didn't do too bad with the ladies. Yeah, we I just would say, made some tweaks. Yeah, I would say if you compare the men and women's list, the women's list, at least the top ten, I would say, is more accurate. When you, when you get a little lower, like we talked about, kind of like your Becky being all the way down in the 30s, your Bailey in the no. 40s, like that was a little, I found a little ridiculous. Um... But with this list, there was some stuff I looked at, and I was like, what the fuck were you thinking? Uh, yeah, I have no <laughs> idea what they were thinking when they put this. I know they, they take a lot of stock in the win-loss records, which I don't think means anything, really. If there's a good story behind it, you can take a loss, and it actually builds you up Like if it's the right, if the creative is there. Yeah, but also, too, like, you look, for example, you know, when you talk about win-loss record, too, you could be a guy who doesn't wrestle many matches a year. You know, you're not going to have as many wins as somebody who's kind of, you know, grinding out there. Yeah. Um, and I think you should take into account, too, how active a person is when you're coming up with a list because you shouldn't have some, like, part-time people be at the very, 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 very top uh, of your list. Um, it should be people, you know, who are, like, putting that work in, you know, or, like, regular scene faces. Yes. Yes, I agree 100%. I mean, because, uh, like, how many matches Roman Reigns had in 2023? Less than 10? Yeah. Probably something like that. But it's WrestleMania... Any what the tag match at Money in the Bank, well, then, a couple of the uh, then, Saudi Arabian then shows, SummerSlam, that's yeah. three. They didn't do like Crown, well, the Crown Jewels. No, did they do another one? Like they did another no, no, Saudi Arabia show or international show. Uh, maybe. Um, I don't know if he was on that one though. And then so that he's done. He's four. doing LA Night now. So yeah, he'll that'll be. And then he did some live events, but I don't really count those. Mm-hmm. I uh, so you know, like TV like by the end of the year. They'll be under 10. Wow. On TV matches. So, yeah. Like. It's so weird. Because remember, like, seven years ago, he was, like, on. He wrestled every single They raw. shoved him down your throat. Every <laughs> single Raw, every single paper. He was main eventing it. Every show, he was yep. in a match. Like, yep. A match in 2016, 2017. Um, so, let's get. I guess it's. We should just get into our list we have. <laughs> Dive right in. Up here. Um, so here we go. Looking at our list here. As this you looks can a lot see, different than theirs. It's shuffled up a lot. You do see some of the similar names on there, but, you know, I think more in a shuffled form. Like, you know, whereas the women, we had some in the same places. They had this one. I don't... Do we have any that stayed the same? I don't... I don't think I we don't have any. think... Yeah, nothing stayed the same. How about that? I don't think okay. anything. Because nope. their list was just horrendous. Like, complete yeah. trash. Yeah. So, uh, starting off with... Number one, um, we put MJF. They're a lineal heavyweight champion. There. He's been talk, talk of this podcast for the most of the last year that we've been doing the show. Yeah. He's always in that top echelon and at once before and yeah. now once again. Is, I mean, personally, I don't absolutely hate them putting Seth Rollins at one because, you know, he's kind of their, like, workhorse guy. But as, as far as if you're getting into, like, you know... 
the storytelling piece of it, like, in feud-wise. The only, like, notable feud Seth Rollins has really had uh, in this year has really been with um, Nakamura. Right. And is that something you're going to, like, blow out your schedule no. to, like, watch on Peacock? Like, no. I don't think so. No. So, like, I get the workhorse piece. You know, he's great in the ring. But, like, I think about that, too. Like, what stories did they tell for you this year? And, no, for me, it wasn't really... Whereas, you know, MJF is just, like, story after story you get with him. He's constantly reinventing the ways he tells stories. You know, like, this first half of the year, you know, he was that hardcore heel, like, chicken shit you hated. And now this kind of, like, second half of the year, he's transitioned to this face that people love now. But yet he's still that uh, douchebag, as he likes to call himself, or scumbag. Yeah, he's, um, but he's yeah, our scumbag. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah exactly. So, you know, I think that's why... MJF's number one for me is because, yes, the match quality's there, for sure. Um, the storytelling's there, and, you know, kind of like what he's done with this character in this year, where he's, like, been able to manipulate his character um, and still stay, like, have the most heat on him out of any wrestler in the company, I would say. Yes, yes. He keeps you engaged when he talks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's absolutely elevated his in-ring Yes, oh, for sure, yeah. Like, I mean, look at the match with Danielson. Mm-hmm. Some of his other feuds they had this year. Just unbelievable. I'm really excited to see the Kenny matchup. Um, I'm, excited, I'm excited for the Jay White one, too. That'll That's be great, too. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be they're gonna be great matchups. And, you know, a good way to end, put a capstone on the year from JF. Yeah. Elevating stock. So, I think day in and day out, he's on TV every week. Mm-hmm. Doesn't wrestle every single week, but... When he does, it means something. Yeah. And the stuff he did with Adam Cole. But you're sort of seeing him more frequently wrestle on TV now. Whereas before, like, that's what we kind of talked about, too. When he was that, like, chicken shit heel, he never wrestled on TV. But now that he's a face, you see him a lot more wrestling on TV. Yes. Yeah. And now he's defending the Ring of Honor tag team titles by himself. He's doing double Cole. double matches on pay-per-views now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 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 You got. I mean, they're, they're booking him to look like an unstoppable kind of force, which mm-hmm. is great. Yep. Really so that's cool. why, like, when I saw they put him at number six on their list, that was the first one I was like, well, what the, like, what was yeah. going through your head putting him at number six? 100%. And um, another what the heck were they thinking moment was well, who we have at number two. Number two, um, we have someone who they ranked, I think it was 17. 17. 17 on their list um, is we have Will Ospreay. From New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, Will Ospreay has done... I think it was just a slap in the face putting him at 17. It is. I mean, did did they watch any of his matches this year? No. Um, I don't think they watched anything. But, like, you know, you talk about, like, match-wise, like, you know, he had one of the best, I guess you would say, like, list of matches that he won out of most wrestlers of the year, I would say. Like, you look at the list of people he beat. Saber Jr., Kenny Omega, Jericho, Okada. Yeah, Okada. And then they had the Speedball Bailey match, which is great. Yeah, so he's just been collecting names all year. But, you know, they talk about win-loss record. He's winning every time. Uh, Yeah, every time. He's he's become like a special attraction now. Like, I mean, he used to be be on like every single indie show that you could find Mm -hmm. back like seven or eight years ago, but now he's built up there. He's an attraction now. Like, if you see Will Ospreay is going to be on your card, it's a big deal. It's a big deal now. He's it's he's become that guy. I almost, like, if he was on American television every single week, I would say he might be, like, number one in that, like, upper mm-hmm. echelon area. Mm-hmm. Just because he has that aura. It's like, holy shit, Ospreay is <laughs> on the card tonight? Yeah. Yeah, he's just taking himself to the moon, and I think he's going to be a free agent this year at the perfect time. Because uh, he really capitalized on himself this year. And, you know, with the match he had, it's the perfect year to be a free agent because he's going to get a fat check from somebody. 100%. So let's pause there for a second. The war of 2024 has expanded into many more free agents than we initially thought. It was just MJF at first, but we've got a bunch of big names on the market in 2024, allegedly. Um we don't know if any deals been cut secretly or not, but uh, we've got MJF, Osprey is out there, McIntyre, McIntyre. Where do we think the la- what do we think the landscape looks like in 2024 for some of these guys? I'm gonna say MJF stays for sure. Yes, McIntyre. I'm gonna say stays as well. I think, and Osprey goes to AEW. That'd be great. If I had to predict 
Maybe jump ship. If, you don't... if I was to say, okay, if any of those three are going to flip, who would it be? I would pick McIntyre to be the one that flips. If I had to pick one of the three. Where do you think McIntyre ends up? He would be AEW. If he flips, that's who you go to AEW. I think so. But I, you... I think he's going to stay. But I'm, if I did say pick one of the three, one of them has to flip, who do you think would do it? I would pick McIntyre to be the one to flip. McIntyre could go back to TNA. He was there. He was a world champ like uh, seven or eight years Yeah, ago. but with how much he's drawn himself, like they would need a money. Truckload. Yeah. I think TNA is going to need a big star if they want to like really keep their momentum. They just made an announcement that they're rebranding and already went bananas. Yeah. But that's going to wear off after a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're going to need a big name star of their own right. There is one fellow in Chicago that they could call. And it's out there. His buddy's working for them again. So, with that note, what do we think? Do you think we see CM Punk and TNA Wrestling in 2024? Or do we think we see... I wouldn't see be him? shocked. Like, based on what we're hearing on his options, I wouldn't be shocked. Or I could see him just, you know, not wrestling anymore. Because it's no the one only option. Be. Yeah. It's the only option. Either well, NWA would... was an option. Uh, Billy Corgan openly came out and said, we'll take him. We can't afford him. <laughs> we'll take him. We'll, we'll pay... We'll, we can't pay you what you're worth, but we'll take you'll take you, godly come in and you know, we'll make it fun for you. So it's a nice pitch. It is, if you want to so just he, have fun, you yeah, know. So so he has an option. <sighs> yeah, I just I don't see it. I, uh, I mean we'll see. Maybe they're swerving us all. He shows up Survivor series. Uh, yeah. but I think it's TNA or bust for CM Punk. Otherwise that's probably it. Either does indies and some conventions and that's uh, yeah. Hangs around a little bit. Yep. Doing, but like this is his last shot at the big time. I would say so too. So, if he was someone too that you could have made this list had he not been a dumbass, we'll we'll call it just to oh yeah, nicely. yeah. I would have had him up in the top at the top in twenty twenty one. Yeah. And then even last year, before he got injured and decided to throw a press conference fit, um, and then even yeah. this year. I think one of the rankings we did, I had him in the top. I had him number five. Yep. When he debuted on Collision, like in that kind of summertime era. Yep. I was like, all right, he's got the momentum again. Like, this is going to happen. And then he blew it. Blew it. Okay. Blew his load. Just like that. All right. So going into, uh, so we just did number two. Number three, we have Seth Rollins, which we kind of talked about Mm -hmm. um, already. Why, you know, we understood why he was at the top. Um, but I think we just put him at number three because he just hasn't been, he's been great, but not as great as the two above him. Yeah. That's just the creative. He's, he's yeah. way over, but the, I don't think there's any, you need, we said it for episodes before, you kind of need a good dance partner mm-hmm. and the creative has got to be there. If the, make us care, like if yep. you put him with a guy, they have some real beef and you just can't. Can't wait to see him get in the ring and mix it up together. Yeah. And I don't think he has that right now. Yeah. He doesn't have think. a dance partner. No. Which I think he's kind of limited on role anyway with dance partners. Because, you know, the main other guy on there is Cody Rhodes. But you've kind of they've kind of alluded to the fact that he's not going to be going for that one. He's going to be focusing eventually for Roman. Uh, because when Cody and Seth got together, those matches were magic. Yes. Um, yeah. I think they so, said they're probably done with those, right? Yeah. But, you know, that was a good dance partner. I just don't think for them personally it worked out well. Because I don't think Seth liked the piece that he kept losing. Yes. Um, but, yeah. I think that's the issue with Seth is that. Um, but hang in number four. Um, He's a workhorse champ. Hats off to him. He's had a hell of a run so far. And mm-hmm. uh, a great first person to put the newly minted World Heavyweight Championship mm-hmm. on. A guy who can go and is worthy of carrying it and can put on a great match night in night out yeah, for sure yep um so going on four we have um roman reigns i uh, wish they would stop calling it the undisputed wb champion yeah, it's, it's not, not undisputed, undisputed anymore. anymore you have another belt that um, means it's totally disputed yeah and then i think we kind of mentioned the reason why kind of at the start why we put him a little lower because they have him at number two. We put him at number four. And I think, you know, the whole reason we have him there is because the amount of matches he's had. Like, yes, he's, you know, the story pieces have always been there with him, I would say. Yes. Um, It's just, you know, his activity is kind of what holds him back. 
Yes. Yeah, he's not consistent. And has he really done anything? Well, he had the Jay Uso feud. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, outside of that, like, what else has been overly memorable this year for him? Yeah. But also, too, you kind of think about, um, well, maybe say the Royal Rumble piece, like his aftermath, where those aftermatch segments happened. Yes. Um, but as far as his matches, um, specifically, you never really have a Roman Reigns match where you go, oh my God, that was awesome with his matches. No, no. He, he, any match with yeah, Cody was good. He never does anything that's going to like blow your mind with what he does. He keeps it extremely, extremely simple. It's, it's always extremely slow-paced, methodical match. He reminds me, he's like an old-school, like, heel world champion. Mm-hmm. Where he's, like, shows up once a quarter, mm-hmm. this is a slow match, he's got the audience in the palm of his hand, mm-hmm. and everybody just wants to see him lose. And yep. Yeah, he's like a classic professional wrestling heel champion. Yep, for sure. So, um, next? Next, uh, we have... We bumped them down just one spot, which I think isn't, isn't dramatic at all. Uh, we have Gunther from WWE. Um, How much did you need to pay to take a slap, take a chop from Gunther? It would hurt. It would hurt pretty good. I mean, like a hundred bucks. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty reasonable. I think you're gonna say like thousands of dollars. No, just give me a hundred piece. Um, I'll do a hundred. Yeah, for a for a chop, right? I mean, it's gonna be sore, but I'll take the hundred. Just one chop. Um, so with him, you know. Why he's up there is, you know, match quality, for sure. His matches are always incredible. Um, You know, he's held the Intercontinental title for so long. Now he made the title relevant. 100%. That that belt used to be flip-flop every single week between, like, Kevin Owens, John Moxley, and The Miz for, Mm -hmm. like, years. Yeah. Years. Yeah, so he's made it relevant. You know, he hasn't disappointed. You know, his matches with Gable... Um, in recent months have been unreal. Um, you know, even going back, you look at his match with Sheamus he had last year. Oh, it's great. Um, you know, his WrestleMania, those triple threat, I believe it was Sheamus and McIntyre. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just, he, all his matches, you can't never say like that match sucked. No, not at all. Like, no. you know, it's not like your Roman Reigns match for slow methodical. It's, you know, hard hitting, like, you know, he's just going to, you know, hit the crap out of you and yes. can you survive yeah. yeah yeah it's a very physical match with him mm-hmm. for sure uh definitely future world champ at some point mm-hmm. uh, yeah he would be a great person to put the seth rollins world Heavyweight championship on after yep. they decide to do that if you want to elevate him to the next level i think he'd be a great person to kind of carry that for a while yeah he's I a guy know. that can wrestle for him because all he just has to chop people he could be seven yep. years old <laughs> so um, so look at Ric Flair. Yeah, still, uh, and he wrestled last summer. And, yep. uh, you know, who knows? Maybe he teams with Sting one more time uh, on his way out. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, getting into number six, we kind of, like, Gunther talked about being that, like, workhorse kind of person um, for AEW. Their workhorse person and workhorse champion this past year was Orange Cassidy. 100%. Um, you know, the international title... Didn't really have much of a name for it till he got it. Um, and he just took it to like making it the title after the world heavyweight title. He did. Defending it, you know, pretty much every week. Um, in, I, for, I forget how many matches in a row he won with their defense with it. It was an insane. A lot. And insane. great matches, too. Like, he's, I think he's elevated his skill sets. And yeah, yeah, like you said, like, you know, for a while, I was thought, all right, the TNT championship is like the number two championship, yep. but he's absolutely made the international title number two, the number two belt right yep. now. Um, I mean, the TNT title has been flip flopped since its inception, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but the international title like hasn't really. It's they've no. had a handful of champions in its existence. Yeah, and you know, part of me wondered like when he lost that title to Moxie, was it the right call? No, um, I don't think it was because you know it was a chance to, like to take Cassie to another level, um, and now you know you have Moxley get hurt with that concussion. Now Cassie has the belt back. You know, in the meantime, um, you obviously assume they're going to get a rematch there, um, and do they write that there or do they give, just give it right back to Moxley? Um, I'm interested in seeing that. Um, 
But, you know, I don't think anyone could disagree that Orange Cassidy has not had, you know, a spectacular year. No, 100%. I think, um, you know, if you're going to make a title switch, make the make it mean something. Like, if you're just thinking about, ah, I think we'll just move it over to Trey Phoenix for the week. It's just like, yeah, you're not helping anybody. You're just only t- deep Well, the Ray Phoenix one, they had no choice, Con. It was like in the moment. Yes. Moxley got a concussion. They had to do something. Yeah. So, uh, very good. On to the next one. Uh, on the next one, number seven, uh, we have Cody Rhodes. Still the coldest entrance theme yep. in business right now. I would say it's number one. I was thinking about that the other day, like earlier today. I was like thinking about, all right, what are like wrestling themes that are like, you know, the top ones out there right now? And, you know, his is obviously on that list. I would say Jericho's is on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of Judgment Day's one. Yeah. I enjoy that. Um, Adam Copeland's. Yeah, Alter Bridge is classic. One. When you hear that, you can't get you can't help but get fired up. I'm a big fan of Orange Cassidy's Jane by Jefferson Starship yep. is a great song. I like Kenny Omega's as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you like I do think when I do. It's a good yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do think like when you compare the two companies though, I think AEW has the better themes. Like a lot of what I think WWE has done and it's a mistake is they kind of have gone as like a lot of these like cookie cutter like teams for a lot of people. Yeah. It's like they made it in like garage band on your on your uh, MacBook. They did, um, yeah. And there's no like I don't want to say like meaning behind them. No, it's just a, I'm trying it's to just think. Like, a like a grungy rock like Yeah, because like you think riff. about like when you go back to their older entrances like they're entrances went with the character whereas this like a lot of them are just they're just there yeah i mean i'm a big fan of kevin owens but his theme yeah, is but that one of those songs they just whipped up in a garage it's like yeah it's just there's no i think his is like one of the last ones before like you know they started to make that change like you look at you know a lot of the women coming up now like not many have any good ones um uh, the men are just like, 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 and entrance was to get you like ex- excited, and for the rest, and a lot of them just are like, okay, cool, like, just get the match going. This makes no sense. Yes, yeah. If you get pumped through the entrance, it just helps enhance the you, the excitement of the entire thing. It's like there's a lot of value in it. Yeah. Well, thing. especially if you go like if you watch an NXT show. And you listen to the entrances, like there's all just they all suck. Yeah, <laughs> just be honest, be honest, because they're all like the same, same thing, similar. Like there's no like lyrics playing. It's just literally just guitar, bass, and you know, maybe some different th- tunes on there. It's not good. Or as you know, going to AEW, kind of talking about that piece. You know, you need a lot more original themes and i think they do a better job with that i would say tony's not afraid to spend money on licensing rights which is cool well but even too like i think the person who i think is mikey ruckus who does their themes Mm -hmm. like you know he does a good job of not making them just bland like he'll get people to do lyrics for him he'll do it himself oh yeah i mean look at adam cole theme yeah like that was great exactly yeah so um what do you think of, so speaking of entrances in NXT, what do you think of the newly rebranded Lexus King, the former artist formerly known as um, Brian Pillman Jr.? I hated it. Yeah? I hated it. It was bad. They're trying. They're trying. They're, They're trying. trying with him. He just doesn't have it for me. We'll see. We'll see if that's why he doesn't have it. He's like going to be just a mid-card guy, and that's it, I think. That's his ceiling. I don't think he's going to be a top guy. It remains to be seen. Some people just cling to something. If he gets to some kind of gimmick that they can just ride, yeah, then who knows. But, yeah, I mean, I thought the look was cool. I don't know if the match quality is going to be there. I don't know if they're gonna, he's going to be a Shawn Michaels or anything no. like that. But I, I wasn't big on I mean, I, I need to see more, but from just from, like, first glance, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. Uh, next yeah. up. So we are at, uh, well, we kind of didn't really even talk about Cody. We started to say, said Cody, I think we said for number seven. Oh, yeah, we just got to, I started we going went, off on we his went on, the, on his entrance theme. Because um, I do like his song, like wrestling, that's more than one world. 
whole family. But also not WWE theme that was outside of it. I think um, Cody probably owns the rights to that. I mean, it's a band. Would it be a down Yeah, they own the theme. Um, but anyway, like you know, it's, I think Cody's had a great very, comeback great, year. Great comeback year. Um, you know, well, I wouldn't say comeback. Like, I guess say from injury comeback year. Because uh, he came back at the Rumble, right? Yeah. And then went had the big Mania feud and had the Mania uh, main event payoff. Yep. You know, didn't win, but the way they handled it, I think, was good. Then he had the Brock Lesnar feud for a while. Yep. And you know, now he's right back at it. They're like teasing a feud with Roman again. Roman trying to slow build it, I think. Yeah. So I think they're doing all the right things with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I would say he's probably the top face in the company. Yes. Yep. I agree. So I'm curious to see where he'll be next year on this list. Or um, I'm going to assume if he wins the title, he'll definitely be in the top ten again for sure. Probably top five. Oh, for sure. If he beats, if he unseats Roman Reigns, the f- guy to finally do that after four years. Yep. Uh, I don't know. That might be worthy of number one. Yep. Might be worthy of number Could one. Could be. Um, it's the elephant in the room. Yep. All right. So going to number eight. We have Brian Danielson from AEW, who's someone who was not on this list. Um, I mean, what else can you what can you say about him? Like, you know, he puts on classics. Yep, he elevates talent. He's stepped up where others have not. As in, if somebody decides to abruptly need to be removed from the company, he will step in and be that replacement guy. Uh, broke his arm, shattered his arm, and came back and uh, somehow came back and like was literally four weeks, so four weeks, be, yeah. and like and his bone was like that, yep, separated on the yeah. Like, how he got a rod could, in his arm. I, I was like, oh, he's gonna be gone for the year. He might be gone like to nine, ten months, something like that. He came back like a month later. I was like, what on earth? Like, um, still on TV every single week, having great matches, and yep. you know, is yeah, doing I mean, all the right things. Yeah, this, I mean, his match with Ricky Starks. Phenomenal. Zack Sabres Jr. match was great. Um, you know, going into his Iron Man match with MJF. You know, it was just all all great stuff from him. And like, you know, like you said, you know, he when AEW had a was in a tough spot with collision because collision was supposed to be built around CM Punk and um we had these issues with him where they had to let him go. You know, he just willingly just threw himself in to be that new guy and you know, it's just you can always count on him. Oh yeah, you really can. Um, he's do at this stage in his career, he's doing all the right things. He's giving back to the business, and he's somebody. Even Chad Khan said he would like make the president of the company. Yeah, if like he something happened to Tony, yeah, yeah. So um, shout out to the American Dragon, Brian Anderson. Yep. Um, all right, so heading to number nine. This is someone they put all the way up at number three. Um, yeah, I don't know about this one. Yeah, we put John Moxley at number nine, kind of because, like, you know, he had a great year, but he didn't really do a lot of memorable stuff. I think the highlight of his year, um, for me personally, was the Blackpool Combat Club feud with the Elite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I think that's where you would kind of put the memorable part of his year, but then, you know, besides that, kind of just been, kind of just been around. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't. He's been in a supporting role this year. He hasn't been like in a big main one-on-one story. Um, hasn't really been the world title picture this year. Yeah. Um, you know, since he dropped the belt full year last year, uh, but he is the ace of AEW. If they mm-hmm. need a guy, they pull him out. Him and Danielson are like guys. You could just—they're just guys. You need a guy. They're, they're guys. Yeah. They're—they're they're, they're there's there. the guy. Yep. He could be, you know, a tag team guy. It could be like a. A, like a, a, a coaching mentor guy backstage, um, or it could be your world champion if you need a world champion in an emergency. Both yep. those guys are capable of doing that. Oh, yeah. Um, so, again, shout out to uh, John Moxley for all that he does. Oh, for sure. All right, then finally heading to number 10, we have uh, Kazuchika Okada. Mm-hmm. I would say he's kind of like their Seth Rollins of New Japan. Yes, yes. Consistently, he has the aura about him. Uh, puts on great matches, of course. Um, travels all over the world. He was just on Dynamite this past week, for, just randomly. Randomly. It's like they flew him all the way over here for that? Or, like, he must have been maybe in town doing a, another show somewhere. And Or they're trying to set up uh, him and Danielson for Wrestle Kingdom in 
could be doing that. January. Could be doing that. They have a pretty good... It seems like the forbidden door relationship is not so forbidden anymore. It seems yeah. like people just kind of come and go. I mean, how many times has Minoru Suzuki been on yeah. AEW He's been through that door a lot. He's on... I feel like he's on Rampage, like, every week. Yeah. At this point. Um, did he wrestle Ed or Copeland, like, recently? Or going to? I thought I saw I a lineup. So. Uh, but nonetheless, there's the talent exchange between New Japan and AEWs is like pretty fluent. They're like back and forth all the time. Oh yeah, uh, which is cool to see. New Japan's kind of really opened the door to other companies too. I mean, they do a lot with Impact mm-hmm. and um, you know the Indies. You see a lot of these guys everywhere. So uh, the more the merrier. Exchanging is good. Like uh, yeah, and now they're sure. starting the CMLL relationship. Um, It'd be cool to mix these different styles together and different. Yeah, it's good when you get to see other promotions interact with each other. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it just helps the guys, helps the uh, the performers like get more exposure, and ultimately helps the business grow. So, so uh, before we wrap, we kind of talk about this woman. Is there anyone who's not on this top ten list this year you could see being on it next year? Uh, Saber Junior. I could see being on there. Okay, uh, he has a big. If he has a big year, he could absolutely be up there. Okay. Uh, I know we took him off the list, but Alexander uh, from TNA, if uh, they put him back in the world title picture and, you know, really propels himself forward, I think he could be in that, like, lower end of this list a little bit. Um, I think you're missing an obvious one. An obvious one. Help me out here. L.A. Knight. Holy moly. How did I forget L.A. Knight? Yep, I know. Like, if you just took, like, I would say from summer to now as your, like, PWI list, he would be in the top ten. Yes. But if you, when you take a year as a whole, which is why he doesn't make it, but if you know. He was jobbing out at the beginning. Yeah, exactly. So if you're taking from, like, summer to now, like, he's, you know, probably maybe, he might even crack the top five. He might. He's got that lightning and bottle level mm-hmm. popularity right yeah. now. Uh, I just hope they don't fuck it up. No. Yeah, I hope, I hope not. When you get somebody that's got, like, you got momentum like that and the audience behind them, you got to capitalize on it. I mean, I'll even be critical, to, like, with the AEW, what they did with Wardlow, like, last year. Yep. Was it defeated MJF, squashed him, had, like, he had momentum behind him. And then they did nothing with they him. They had nothing, yep. Nothing. And now he's just kind of a guy again. Well, they're kind of trying to build him back up now or they'll come back in. Um, we can talk about it another time, mm-hmm. um, another episode about that one. Yes, for sure. Um, but there you have it, folks. Uh, us making some corrections to the Pro Wrestling Illustrated top 500 list, mm-hmm. the top 10 of that at least. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's the, the putting stock in the win-loss records and a lot of the other criteria I don't think makes a whole lot of sense today mm-hmm. in professional wrestling. I think it's all about exposure, star power, momentum, popularity, match quality, match quality, and what kind of buzz you have. Consistency is also there, but I think a lot of those tangible those things um, really should have a little more weight. Yeah, them. for sure, for sure. Um, but I think we're out of time for this jam-packed edition. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah, uh, wrestling makes the world takes. Um, but get at us on X. <laughs> Still can't get used to that. Nope. At Wrestling Makes on X and join the conversation with us and uh, share some thoughts with us. If you tweet me a picture of a half-empty arena, I will block you. Uh, I just can't stand those those conversations well, I, anymore. I always find it funny with those because they take a picture of the hard cam area and the hard cam area at most places is always empty in that area right there. Because they have the camera equipment there. Exactly. Which that's, that's why when people do that, I laugh and I'm like, it's supposed to be empty there. Yeah, and it is. And also, people, a lot of the times, it looks like they're taking those pictures, like, right when they first walk in the building. Yep. And, like, the building's not even, like, people are still filing in. Yeah. And I, for a while, I just get into it with people mm-hmm. on Twitter. Yeah. They're like, oh, ha, ha. They're, and I'm like, I would go back, and I'm like, what are, what are you doing? Like, Yeah, I don't think people understand that they just look at the arena. They don't look at the TV production aspect of it, where, like, you know, with those hard cams, they don't want people, you know, sitting around the hard cams and then people walking through the hard cam blocking the picture. So a lot of that section they purposely do keep empty. Yeah, yeah. So it's just uh you need a life. Enjoy yeah. the show or don't watch it. Like, yep. just, if you don't like it, then don't watch it. Or watch something else. There's so much there's wrestling on every single day. Mm-hmm. 
find something that you like and leave the other people alone that like to watch whatever. Yep. Exactly. I'm with you on that one. Yes. Um, but that's, we're out of time for this edition of Wrestling Makes the World Takes. I'm CB. And I'm AD. We'll see you next time on Wrestling Makes the World Takes. Peace.